This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, Project Veritas exposes taxpayer-funded human trafficking. The Senate passes the, of course, Disrespect for Marriage Act, and uh, with, with GOP support, by the way, and New York City will start involuntarily hospitalizing mentally ill residents. Oh boy, it's quite a day. We've got that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy hump day. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program who looks like he's in his pajamas with this red plaid flannel, whatever. But I don't blame him because it's about 30 degrees below zero in this studio. I wanted to wear just my t-shirt because it's perfect for our show today. It is. <laughs> Noah was a conspiracy theorist and then it rained. You got to watch the show that we worked on for Glenn's TV tonight. Yeah. Blow your mind. Blow your mind. Which is at what time? 9 p.m. Eastern time. 9 p.m. Central. Wow, yeah. listen to Rob Eno, <laughs> yeah. Blaze Media critic. He knows the lineup. Yeah, you know. He doesn't right. just criticize uh, <laughs> the mainstream media. He also apparently is an avid watcher of Blaze TV. So we appreciate it, Rob. I'm glad you're with us. Um, all right, I want to get into Project Veritas, who, of course, was suspended from Twitter for forever and now has just recently been uh, let back on the platform. They shared this video. They released this new video featuring uh, whistleblower Tara Lee Rodas, who exposed human trafficking within the Department of Health and Human Services, including uh, one 16-year-old girl who was pimped by her sponsor. Watch. These vulnerable children, we care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. With your dollars and my dollars, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. Project Veritas put boots on the ground, visiting scores of addresses the whistleblower shared from case files she worked on. What we found was shocking. This is who sponsored you. An aunt, but she kicked me out of her house. She was pimping me and I didn't like that. She offered you what? She offered you what? And how many men did she force you to be with? How many men? Well, many. I don't remember. I didn't like what she was doing to me. She forced me. Is she really your aunt or is she... She said that she knew me since I was a young child, but I didn't know her. That order of deportation to that child and say, if you do not do what I say, I'm going to call ICE on you myself. Now, there have been rumblings of this uh, occurring for a while now, which we, of course, have brought to you on this program, but nothing quite so solidified uh, as a whistleblower saying we this is what we are seeing. This is what we have uncovered. And, you know, it's just so frustrating um, as someone who is constantly called a racist, a xenophobe, you know, all of these names for suggesting that perhaps we shouldn't be encouraging uh, not only adults, but adults to send their own children to make this dangerous journey with a bunch of strangers who don't actually care about these young children, uh, to turn them over to people who they don't know, 
who are then going to traffic them. And now we are seeing this happening. We're seeing the evidence of it. We're seeing these poor young girls. And for as much as they wanted to say about Donald Trump being, you know, uh, all of these names, calling him all of these names, um, and that he was he was uncompassionate. He didn't care about these poor children. They were putting them in cages at the border. Yeah, they were doing that so that the kids didn't go with a stranger and get trafficked later and raped, which is what you're seeing now under the Biden administration, who apparently is complicit in all of this. Jason. Um, Really kind of just shocking how this administration and the left in general views our most vulnerable, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. No matter which country you come from, whether you're American or not American, how they view kids, they're not looking into protecting them. That, That should be like one of their only jobs, right, is to protect citizens. Uh, period, really, just protect citizens, get out of our way, uh, you know, uphold the law. Um, But these kids are showing up a lot of times. You see reports where they'll just show up. They appear to be completely unaccompanied, and they'll have like a little thing they're wearing around their their neck, or like they'll have a card Mm -hmm. that will say a person to contact. We don't know who the heck they are. HHS um, or uh, Customs and Border Patrol, they don't know if that's legitimate or not. Mm -hmm. And they're just going right along with it. Yeah, we're absolutely enabling, uh, you know, uh, trafficking of of these kids. And no matter how much, like you pointed out, no matter how many times it's been pointed out to them, multiple NGOs, multiple other groups, credible, Mm -hmm. uh, saying that this is going on, they're doing nothing about it. It's disgusting. And crickets from the left on this, right? Like, again, the people who claimed that they care so much about these poor children who are being ripped from their mothers at the border and thrown into a cage. And now all of a sudden, you don't hear about the fact that they're uh, being, you know, released into the country to be raped multiple times. Yeah, it's disgusting. And the reason, if the, watching more of that video in preparation to come on, the, the reason that she gave was her superior said, well, you know, the, the traffickers don't sue us. But the, you know, but other people sue us for keeping them in you know, right. in detention. Right. It's absolutely insane. You, you're both right. It's everything we said that would happen. It's traffickers sending kids across the border because they're making money and then they give them, and I had not heard about the putting the person's name on it. So we're even enabling a trafficker to get it to the person that's going to pimp the person um, as part of the pipeline mm-hmm. because we're just believing what's on the, the thing. It's, it's insane. It's there, absolutely insane. It's, I don't know any other way to describe what's happening with our children now like it, the only way to describe it is just pure evil like they, i mean it's it, they're encouraging pedophilia mm-hmm. uh and in some cases like this just handing them over to child sex trafficking probably i mean i don't know if it sounded like that was sex trafficking for yeah. crying out loud i mean what what are they what are they thinking like what angle are they are they working there like you would think that there's oh there's some group where we're trying to appease so don't, we don't want to piss them off who who would who Nambla? in the world <laughs> yeah like who in the world like besides the devil I guess right. it's not in the world you know right. would be would say that this is okay like I, I don't understand what they're doing here yeah well I mean to your point about all of these things I, I would say number one when you have the entire party basically saying we don't want to protect life when it is the most innocent and vulnerable. We actually support, you know, the killing of a child when it's in its mother's womb. I Should we expect them to care about the child once it has actually been born? I would say not. But but you mentioned, uh, you know, pedophilia and all of this, you know, normalization um, of pedophilia. I, I want to go to the New York Times who, you know, we've been covering this Balenciaga scandal here. Uh, they cover, they published an article that was called 
when high fashion and QAnon collide. And uh, the, the New York Times claims that criticism of the ads from Fox News and Tucker Carlson um, are part of a QAnon conspiracy that uh, conspiracy theory that the world of influence is run by an elite cadre of pedophiles. It says the show Tucker Carlson has helped to publicize in mainstream QAnon, the internet conspiracy theory that a group of <laughs> Satan worshiping elites who run a child sex ring are trying to control our politics and media. And Balenciaga is a brand that forces consumers to grapple with the very meaning of taste. So they said that, um, it's just a firestorm. It's just a firestorm, you guys, um, that the right that QAnon specifically is purporting uh, over all of these children holding these bondage BDSM teddy bears. They said this has become one of the most explicit collisions of Internet culture, politics, fashion and conspiracy theories to date. Where's the conspiracy? It's right there. There's no conspiracy. You know what? There, well, there is a conspiracy by them. The conspiracy <laughs> theory is just happens to be correct. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's, this is conspiracy fact right. is, what, is what this right. is. No, th them acting the way they're doing and reporting the way they're doing, they're actually making conspiracy theorists even more emboldened. Mm -hmm. Like, they're mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. Why is the New York Times holding water for these people? Like, what? what? Yeah. Like, why are they covering? That's, what the, that's the next jump. Why are they covering for this? Right. I kind of have this whole big theory. I, I, I mean... Sexualizing children is such a thing now, which I cannot believe we can even say, mm -hmm. but it's such a thing now. And somehow it's like it's in this area of they want children to be accepting of the LGBT community. So now they're like grooming them into the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. So now it's like I don't know if they're brainwashed or if they really just sit around a table like this one and say, well, crap, what do we do now? Because if we call this out, then basically we're making an enemy of this really powerful lobby that we have co-opted as, as our own. Mm. So I don't know if they're just now scared to take a stand and say this is wrong, which in itself is evil as well, right? or, or, or what they're thinking, but they're kind of like stuck in a rock in a hard place right now. Well, it shouldn't be, but that's how they feel. Right, yeah, what do you think, Rob? I mean, borderline child pornography is, you know, just, it's high art. And you rubes, you rubes can't yeah. understand it. The rubes right. in QAnon just can't understand how much high art yeah. This absolutely is, and they're too stupid to understand. If you, if you were an elitist like me, you would understand. Right, that's yeah. exactly what this comes out, and that's exactly what the whole um, spirit cooking thing was. Oh, this wasn't a satanic, you know, throw blood everywhere thing. It was just, it's high art, mm -hmm. and you, you're just too rubish to know it. And I, I don't understand the whole point of the article. Are they trying to say that, like, QAnon people took Valencia to a basement of a pizza place, <laughs> <laughs> to find some kids on the menu to take back and take pictures of them. I mean, how is this QAnon's yeah. fault? Yeah. Well, or is it the backlash that's QAnon's fault? Is that what they're trying to say? That there shouldn't be a backlash and it's just that, you know. Yeah, I think it's I think they're saying QAnon is drumming up all of this faux outrage over nothing is what I'm getting from that. It's just yeah. QAnon. It's either QAnon or Russia, I feel like from the mainstream media. It's it's absolutely. I just you come and you listen to this stuff and you just don't know what to say sometimes because it's just, it's just so absurd. It's, it's, it's so absurd. Evil. It's Cooper yeah. Cup in QAnon. It's Kim Kardashian in QAnon. I mean, there's people that you normally wouldn't expect to hear about this who are right. saying this is jacked up, guys. Mm -hmm. QAnon, what? Now, I wouldn't give Kim Kardashian a pass on this because she was very careful to say she's 
currently just reassessing her relationship with them, and she isn't sure if she wants to move forward with Balenciaga. It's like, so you're, you're right. Like, how do you know when you're a coward? When you can't take a right. firm stance right. on right. something like this? As a mother, as a mother, right. I'm like, no, that's a very easy decision, if, especially if you're Kim Kardashian and you don't need the money, right? Like, that's a very, very easy decision for me. Cooper Cup, I'll give you. Kim Kardashian, I'm not giving a pass to <laughs> She has completely, quite literally sold her soul to the devil. Good luck to her, or not. Um, I'm just surprised she said anything at all. Yeah, Like, because well, most of them don't. Yeah, I think it just became too big for her to not. Because of QAnon. Yeah. Obviously. QAnon has all that power <laughs> in the mainstream, you know. Um, so speaking of this topic, uh, the parents of a Wisconsin girl whose middle school allowed her to adopt male a male name and male pronouns without the parents' knowledge or permission are taking legal action against the Kettle Moraine School District. Um, the 12-year-old girl apparently began to experience rapid onset gender dysphoria, as well as significant anxiety and depression, which led to her being temporarily withdrawn from the school for treatment at a mental health center. Um, and uh, at the center, she received, of course, affirmation and returned to school requesting to go by a male name and pronouns. Uh, her parents, based on their knowledge of their daughter and their own extensive research into the issue, did not feel that transitioning was in her best interest, probably because they were reasonable, sane people who were not mentally ill. And the school, of course, refused to honor their request and instead went ahead with the social transition. And the lawsuit states that the action seeks to vindicate one of the most fundamental constitutional rights every parent holds dear, the right to raise their children. More of these, please, please, more of these from any parent who has had to go through this because one, I talked, I had Chloe Cole, a, a detransitioner who has really been speaking out officially um, very recently. And she said, this is like, we, we, ha we have to, she's suing as well, the, the uh, hospitals and all of these physicians who told her that she should transition, told her parents that she should transition without informing them of all of the risks and stuff. And she's like, we have to start suing them. We have to hit their pocketbooks for them to actually change because they're not going to change otherwise. They don't actually care about the patient, right? If they did, they wouldn't be chopping off their genitals. What they care about is the money. So you hit them in the pocketbooks and maybe they will stop. They'll still be bad people, but they'll be scared to do it. I tell you what, back in my day, we used to be worried about like getting bad acne, you know, or something like that. <laughs> or teenage boys, if something happens and you have to stand up and go to the chalkboard and, you know, you're thinking about something else at the time, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you shouldn't <laughs> oh, at that no, moment. Jason, Those are the no. types of things you like got worried about. You're like, crap. Nowadays, they're worried if they're male or female. Yeah. Like, uh, this is getting pushed from within the school system. You've seen like libs of TikTok videos. All of them are talking about, you know, the propaganda they're pushing without the parents' knowledge. You see pictures of like entire hallways adorned with LGBT flags. Um, they're be they're being brainwashed. This is you see more and more stories of this coming out all the time. This is something that's being pushed systemically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, it, it's just amazing to me that we're putting up with something like this. So, you know, you're talking about. Um, that school did that without the, without the parents' consent. I remember we did a show not too long ago where we showed a Zoom call of, uh, I think it was during COVID, so they did it on video, but someone recorded it. it was like, you remember this like in Virginia, I think, or Illinois, I can't remember. But um, there was them speaking of this very specifically. And the guy they had brought in to run this like public school, elementary, middle, and high school, 
um, was brought over from a, from a college, and they had a system in place in college if someone was, uh, you know, thinking they had gender dysphoria. Mm. Something completely different, where if an adult is going through this versus, I don't know, a ten-year-old. Right. But they were implementing the exact same policies in elementary, middle, and high school, and that was the that was what they got to. Is if it if it comes to a point where they thought that the right. parents wouldn't be, you know into them changing their gender, for crying out loud, yeah. that they would just keep it a secret. And they had all these plans, including like closets of clothes, so they could come in and change their clothes. It's this is, I mean, check your yeah. school system, because yeah. this is going around all over the place. Yeah, which, you know, to Jason's point, Rob, I, I think there's, it, this very specifically says the girl began to experience rapid onset gender dysphoria, right? Oh. All at once. Rapid once. brainwashing. Right, right. Well, exactly. it's, it's not just brainwashing. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I, I was obviously the most well-adjusted middle schooler and high schooler and didn't have a, a yearning to belong to anybody <laughs> or feel affirmation, to use their right. words, from anybody. And I, I certainly didn't look to those people that were put in charge of trying to help me learn and, you know, make sure that I turned out as a good human being. And if those people had you know, ideas for me, I might not have listened to them mm. and said, oh, yeah, I feel like a woman today. You know, that's what this is, is they prey on vulnerable kids. Yeah. This, this girl is probably vulnerable, had some issues. They see the vulnerable kid. They prey on the vulnerable kid and they say, oh, man, like you like football, right? And like, did you play with like a Tonka truck when you were a kid? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they still have Tonka trucks, but did you mm -hmm. play with a Tonka truck when you were a little bit longer? Or, or did you like, did you like to wear, you know, do you like to dig around in the dirt? Well, you know, you might really be a guy, even though, you know, not supposed to be gender stereotypes in toys or right. anything. Um, you, you, you really might be a man. So we're, we're going to send you somewhere. We don't have to tell your parents. We're just going to send you somewhere. And the school department will pay for it. So somebody will get paid for it. Right. And then we're going to find out. And then, yeah, it's absolutely insane. But that's what this is, is this is people with an agenda. And you hit it right on the head. It's about making money. I mean, you guys might remember the case of Justina Pelletier a long time ago. Yeah. Children's Hospital in Boston. Mm -hmm. They just took her from the parents. Yeah. Um, because... She, they didn't believe that she actually had the disease, but they also got to do research on her and all kinds of other things that made the money. It's about making money for these people, yeah. and kids don't matter. Absolutely. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So, uh, guys, I don't know if you're paying attention, but uh, there's a big diesel fuel shortage, and uh, we have less than 25 days worth of fuel left in our national reserve. Um. I don't feel like I have to explain this to you because if you're watching this program, you're probably really smart. But if trucks can't deliver enough food to your local grocery stores, you're going to see major food shortages and uh, widespread panic, which ooh, I think we saw before a couple years ago. You need to make sure that you have a stockpile of emergency food available to you. You got to go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You can save 25% on a four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. 25% off each four-week kit you will need so you can get through winter. You can get it. They have them all, breakfast, lunch, dinners, snacks. Uh, they're going to ensure that you have over 2,000 calories a day for strength and energy, and they are shipping fast and free. They're going to arrive at your door unmarked so your neighbors cannot come and mooch off of you because you planned and they didn't. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com to save 25% right now. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. <laughs> Yesterday, a dozen Senate Republicans joined with the Democrats in bipartisan legislation to pass the, of course, Disrespect for Marriage Act. Oh, 
sorry, I think it's just called the Respect for Marriage Act, in a 61 to 36 vote. Now, the 12 GOP senators were, of course, the usual suspects. Roy Blunt of Missouri, Richard Burr and Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, Susan Collins of Maine, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Cynthia Lummis of Wyoming, Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan of Alaska, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah. That's going to go over well in Utah. Mitt Romney of Utah and Todd Young of Indiana. Now, this, of course, is expected to uh, go through the House of Representatives who already passed similar a similar bill uh, and head to President Biden's desk. So this is going to bar states from refusing to recognize marriages from other states on the basis of factors like sex and race. It also stipulates that if marital status is a concern for any federal law, individuals should be viewed as married if their marriage was valid in the state that it occurred. Now, uh, Senator Mike Lee, a good friend of, of course, this network, had proposed an amendment to the act aimed at protecting religious freedom. So the amendment would have prohibited the federal government from punishing individuals, organizations, nonprofits, and other entities based on their sincerely held religious beliefs or moral convictions about marriage by prohibiting the denial or revocation of tax-exempt status, licenses, contracts, or benefits uh, just a fun fact here, the Senate rejected Mike Lee's amendment 48 to 49, even though those 12 GOP members that I just read to you, they actually voted uh, in favor of the amendment and then turned around and voted with the Democrats to advance the bill. So these 12 good-for-nothing traitors knew that this bill has major religious liberty ramifications because the language of the bill, as written, only protects nonprofit religious organizations. It will do nothing to protect someone like Jack Phillips, the Colorado baker, whose life continues to be devastated by frivolous lawsuits brought on by the rabid LGBTQIA apostrophe plus community who's butthurt that he doesn't want to bake a custom cake for their gay wedding. Or more recently, their gender reveal, uh, gender transition reveal cake. Yeah, that's a thing now because everything is stupid. So why not? Now, remember, this is all happening because one Supreme Court justice, one Supreme Court Justice mentioned in his opinion on Dobbs, which reversed Roe versus Wade, that he thought the Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage was wrong, specifically because gay marriage is not a constitutional right, not because he wants to punish the gays. Anyone who understands federalism and the way this country was set up to operate understands this. What has the government done since getting involved in marriage? Make money off of it? Check. Regulate it and control it? Check. Redefine it? Check. Anyone who understands our founding documents knows that the federal government has no business getting involved in marriage at all. And yet, and yet, these 12 spineless, useless, weak, old, nasty cowards who call themselves Republican, as if that means anything anymore, voted because they were too scared of what they might be called. Homophobic. <gasps> Not me. I swear. I love everyone transphobic. No, no, I totally support your right to be mentally ill and chop off your own body parts. Sure, do it to the kids, okay? Just please don't write anything mean about me in the Washington Post. Well, to those gutless cowards who, who voted in favor of more big government, more tyranny, and more targeting of conservative Christians in this country, newsflash, all those mean names you were scared the left would call you if you voted no, they're still going to call you anyway. Great job, Cupcake. So does this force uh, churches to perform gay marriages? So nonprofit religious organizations, uh, nonprofit organizations are 
protected-ish, but it's the individuals and the social, uh, the social uh, workers. So, like, this holds individuals like Jack Phillips and um, foster care agencies just, like, right up there to be challenged. So I thought that it was already legal. Like, what's the... Well, they're so they're like they are they are afraid because, as I said, one Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas made one offhand remark in his opinion on Dobbs that, hey, uh, Obergefell probably like we we ruled wrongly on and we should probably correct that. And they're like, we have to codify gay marriage because the Supreme Court is going to overturn it even though that's not actually really happening. I think exactly what you said uh, is the truth and that I, I really think that they're just, everyone's fighting at each other, like including people like Mitt Romney and the rest of the Republicans, on how they're going to be perceived mm-hmm. when the other person points a finger and says mm-hmm. you're heartless, you know, yeah. or, 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 or you just hate these people right. or whatever. They're not you don't re- want these people to be happy. Right, they're not, they're not even thinking about, like, what does this law do for the country? Right. Like, does this go in line with, you know, what our country was founded on, mm-hmm. i.e. not hate the gays, but i.e. Uh, less government is better. Exactly. Should we be <laughs> right? giving the federal government more control over our lives? Right. I tell mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and the people that, that cheer on a lot of these big government moves are going to be, there's a feel, they're going to feel like they've been hit with a baseball bat the next time it turns around and goes against them. Yep. And there's a lot of people on the right right now that are exactly the same way. Yeah, I agree. Rob. And it's funny you bring up Mitt Romney, right? I was in Massachusetts when Oberg. I was in Massachusetts. I, I'm sorry. I'm Oof. the one that hel- I helped him become governor of Massachusetts. No, so you can be mad you at me now. You are kicked off this program. All right, Rob. I'm gonna leave. You were that but one I, guy. I was that guy. Yeah, <laughs> we we helped him in 2002. He came and was the savior from the Olympics. But he was governor when Obergefell came down. Obergefell was the first Massachusetts. Um, I think it was Obergefell or Good. No, Goodrich was the first Massachusetts. Supreme Court ruling, Supreme Judicial Court ruling that legalized gay marriage in Massachusetts. And he could have done things to stop it because there were things that he could have done administratively to make sure that that didn't go into effect. He didn't. But the part about the social services is absolutely correct because that's what they want to go after. Mm-hmm. Catholic charities in the state mm-hmm. of Massachusetts stopped uh, providing foster care services and adoption services because they were told that they couldn't not place with gay couples Mm -hmm. and that went against their core teachings um so it wasn't and what they'll say is that catholic charities isn't a church isn't a religious organization it's an organization that gets money from the government that does a bunch of things and that's services organization and so that's right because again if you are a conservative and you believe in uh you know all of the religious freedom i i would hope that if you call yourself conservative you believe in religious freedom fundamentally Like, how could you sign on to this bill knowing that there is this, I mean, you're basically putting a target on the backs of these religious social services and the, uh, an individual. Again, I mean, I go back to the, to the cake shop. Uh, He is not a a church. He doesn't have the tax exempt status of a church, but like, he's like, yeah, I don't, you can buy a cake from me. I'm not going to deny you a cake, but I'm not going to like create something custom for you and you can't force me to do that. They knew that it put a target on these people's backs because they voted in favor of the amendment. They just didn't care at the end of the day because they don't have the spine to stand up and say, I don't really care what you call me. We just shouldn't be doing this. And and it's interesting you bring up that case, right? Because every time a case goes against conservatives on the Supreme Court, the liberals always say, oh, that's the law now. You you, got to do it. You got to stick up with this. You got to do this. You can't do anything else. That's what it is. Jack the Baker gets ruling after ruling from the Supreme Court 
And they keep suing they keep them, and it keeps them. getting back to the Supreme Court. They keep suing them, literally. The, yeah. the gender, the gender transition reveal cake that I—he's literally being sued for that right now—is right. the last one, I believe. They just, just keep, keep doing them. it, yeah, but they, 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 they know after. that it, they, they're not going to win. But then courts let it keep going right. up. It should right. be just dismissed. Which is why they had an opportunity to correct that in this language. If you want, even if you wanted to say like, "Cool, gay marriage is great, and we love it," which is not—I mean. If they wanted to say that, great. But they had the opportunity to say that and still protect religious liberty, and they just explicitly chose not to. The, the, the Republicans now in both the House and the Senate really pissed me off. I mean, th there are a few good ones on there right now, but it was funny as you were reading down that list. I was like, if Dr. Oz would have won, his name would have been yeah, right there been with there. him. It would have been there. Because we're not, but some of the people we're throwing out there were like, how, how electable is this person? Right. Or do we think that this person's really electable in this area? Okay, let's just put him in there. Yeah, but will he caucus with us? Will he, does he agree with us? No, but right. we think he can get elected there. Right. I mean, that, that is an actual Democrat strategy. Um, I, I was thinking specifically of like Alaska, where they were running independents and sometimes even Republicans that they knew weren't mm -hmm. uh, conservative at all. All of them caucus with Democrats, but that's how they flipped a lot of uh, a lot of states like that. You've got to watch, especially your state politics from the lower level all the way up. But you've got to watch what they're doing with that, especially if someone's running as an independent. Look at that like a hawk yeah. because they're probably not independent at all. <coughs> I've been McMullen. <laughs> yeah. right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Yesterday, good old Joe Biden uh, claimed that they, of course, the uh, the lawmakers there, they did so much. We did so much with the American Rescue Plan. You do, it was so much so that you just no one knows the effects of it yet. Because that's how things work, I guess. Watch. With the help of your elected leaders here today, we had an extraordinary two years of progress. We passed the American Rescue Plan. Okay. Now, Woo! everybody knows it, but. We did so much, no one knows the effects of it yet. We're just, just, they're just coming Wait, into play. What? What that little plan did with the billions of dollars we spent is it kept tens of thousands of cops, firefighters, teachers, first responders on the job in 50 states because they lost income because of mm -hmm. the significant reduction in employment in those states. Oh, uh -huh. did it also, did it help all of the, those firefighters and cops and all of teachers and all of those people that you encouraged to be fired because they wouldn't take an unnecessary jab? Did it do that? No, it didn't do anything for them. Okay. Just checking. Um, it did so much, this American Rescue Plan, so much. It was so big that you don't even know any of the effects of it yet. That sounds like a Trump thing, right? Like that is such like I read that headline and I was like, is this Joe Biden or Trump? It, it's so big, so big. Yeah, it's just in, in what just it, it it makes you laugh, you know, for the Obamacare. I, don't know, I feel like crying. No, 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 the crying laugh. But the Obamacare thing was 
we have to pass it to know what's mm-hmm. in it. Now we pass it and we still don't know what's in right, it. And right. we still don't know if it did good. We just, we're passing things because we think they might work, they might not work. You know, it's still, it's still early. It's been, you know, a couple months, few months. We still have record high inflation. Uh, you know, the railroads might shut down and gas might be $75 a gallon because they're not going to be able to get oil from the, uh, you know, the tar sands or the oil sands over to refineries and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, we passed it. It's good. It's, it's awesome. A, it's the same with the Inflation Reduction yep. Act, air quoted. Yep. Uh, that's they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we got we still got that inflation. It's still going up. But um, it might be a little while before we see that kick in. Well, you might get a tax credit okay. if you spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on solar panels for your house. I think I got that in my wallet, actually, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you? No problem. Good. I mean... <sighs> Well, you mentioned inflation, so it's not like people would be hurting for money right now. They, of course, have that extra money to just spend on, you know, fortifying their house with a bunch of solar panels. Why not throw up some windmills while you're at it? Who knows when you might need it? And you're just like, oh, yeah, I was totally prepared to spend 30 more thousand dollars that I don't have so that I can get like a $1,200 tax credit. That makes so much sense. The hilarious thing about everything that they're actually trying to get done or they have pushed through uh, American Rescue Plan, uh, who have you rescued? Like, Americans do not feel rescued at the moment. They're pissed off. They have also, no money. Also, please stop trying to rescue me and just let me, like, take care of myself. <laughs> right, kind of why we're in the problem. Don't need your help. Yeah. We're, we're just try to, we're, to use his line. And I'm not joking either. Yeah. We don't need your help. <laughs> not, not joking. It's a big deal. Not a joke. <laughs> not a joke. Um, I want to I wanna go to here, before we have to go, Bob Iger, the, of course, newly appointed CEO of Disney, uh, who was asked by an employee about the company's commitment to LGBT storytelling, because you know, when you're a media company, you have to have a commitment to LGBT storytelling. And uh, he responded affirmatively, one of the core values of our storytelling is inclusion and acceptance and tolerance, and we can't lose that. We're, we're not going to make everyone happy all the time, and we're not gonna try to. We're certainly not going to lessen our core values in order to make everyone happy all the time. Um, and remember, he was just brought in. He well, he was already the CEO uh, for like 15 years before he retired. When- I guess not retired, but like light retired um, at like the worst time of all for Disney, which was like right before the pandemic. And then was like, oh, this guy did horrible for the last two years. I'll, I'll just come back, I guess. But the, there have been some, some recent video clips circling of him saying, you know, that he doesn't want to be, you know, involved in controversies and stuff, but certainly he's not backing off of his um, his commitment to uh, being woke. No, uh, that is the culture of Disney. That, that, that's who they are within their executive, you know, building. That's who they are. That, they are now a woke company. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny. They were like, oh, we're getting rid of the other guy that screwed up so much. Was it Chapek or whatever? Mm-hmm. We're getting rid of him and we're gonna bring in Iger, you know, and everything's gonna be different. Uh, they got political under Iger. That's when it started. And it could have been even before that, but that's when it was the most like out there in the press, under Iger. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that doesn't know, because uh, I used to work out in Hollywood, there's a lot of other like organizations, other media organizations, other big companies, that they'll go and talent hunt, they'll, he- they'll, they'll head hunt for like a big CEO. So let's say, hey, this guy over here at Tesla or whatever, he's like kind of knows what he's doing, let's bring him in and be, have him be CEO. That's not how it works at Disney. At Disney, you have to be in mul- the heads of multiple different you know, departments within Disney. So you have to have like, let's say, head of the parks, then you're the CFO, then you have to be president of whatever, you know, ABC for a while, whatever, then they'll elevate you from within. So 
it doesn't matter who Disney brings in to try to cover up these problems. This is PR, is what this is. Mm -hmm. They're not changing. No. The culture, and it's all those guys that have been in that circle, they just kind of rotate in and out, in and out, and then they, they step into CEO. It's basically all the same guy. Yeah. It really is. They all believe the same thing, and nothing will change. It, the, the one thing that he said that he's doing is that they, um, under, and Iger, I think, started right after Eisner, so yeah. it, it was 15 years. It's you know before the woke times. Um, but the one thing that he said that he was doing is under Iger, or under Chapek, everything content went to a central committee. Mm -hmm. And everything had to go through that central committee, which is why you saw things with like Star Wars. Oh, we're going to do this movie. We're going to do this movie. We're going to do this movie. And then they'd all get canceled because the central committee would cancel. Right. So the, the actual heads of the different departments didn't have it. So I think that's what he meant by he's going to have changes. He's, he's going to do that. And, but you're right. I mean, it, it's a core DNA. And, and I think that they upset a lot of people um, with that new movie that came out this weekend because nobody knew that it was a, an LGBTQ story yeah. right no, no, well, no nobody knew. knew and then you had that one chick saying yeah. that they were like forcing it in under right. the radar like so that's yeah. why the, it's like they're not saying it overtly but you have in their own words right. from their own yeah. meetings how they're like oh yeah we're slipping it in and every single content that they put out they said that they were going to slip something in. and is there anything where it's not like i don't care if it, if it works if it makes sense uh, or whatever but like like in an andor it made sense they gotta they have were, it yeah. in andor yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's in yeah. every disney product now yeah every i well rob you said a lot of people were mad i'm not sure how many people were mad because i heard that nobody actually watched the movie. well that's yeah. the thing yeah. so i just i know we got to take a break but this is of course strange world disney's latest uh, features Disney's first animated gay lead and romantic subplot completely bombed at the box office this past weekend. They got a five-day total of just $18.6 million domestically and had a budget of $180 million. Whoops! Uh, by the way, this is their second consecutive uh, animated film to fail at the box office. This is after Lightyear bombed, which, of course, featured a same-sex kiss. But keep keep going, Disney. Keep You know what? You just go ahead and you do that and you see how that works out for you because last time I checked, go woke, go broke. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yesterday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams said the city will begin invol. I'm sorry, if you guys ever caught our off-air conversation, <laughs> I would be in so much trouble. And they, yeah, we literally have them up until the point. Like, within within the second. In. Within the yeah, second. They're counting us in to like five, four, three. We're still going until like just right when they say one. And then... It's, we're on. Um, New York City Mayor Eric Adams said the city will begin to involuntarily hospitalize mentally ill residents and issued a directive to first responders outlining the procedures necessary for removing an individual for mental health concerns. Watch. We have issued a new directive to our Department of Health and Mental Hygiene mobile crisis teams, FDNY, EMS, and the NYPD. This directive lays out an expedited step-by-step -step process for involuntarily transporting a person experiencing a mental health crisis to a hospital for evaluation. It explicitly states that it is appropriate to use this process when a person refuses voluntary assistance and it appears that they are suffering from mental illness and are a danger to themselves due to an inability to meet their basic needs. Hmm. 
The directive instructs mobile crisis workers, police firefighters, and EMS workers to escort or facilitate transport to the nearest hospital to inform hospital staff of the person's condition and remain with him or her until he or she is admitted as a patient. I find this to be very transphobic because they're only offering the pronouns of he or she. And as we all know, there are about 150 million different gender identities. Um, and once the individual has been admitted, the city would instruct the hospital to keep that person in the hospital until they are in stable condition and only release them once a long-term care plan is established. He's also announced a new hotline so that uh, someone could call and check up on what they should do if they want to remove an individual. Things are going great in New York City. I mean, but this is what used to happen. This, I, I mean, I don't know if you remember growing up, I'm older than a bunch of the people oh, here. Oh, no, like we should bring you, you, you back had, right, right, Yeah, that, that's the thing is like this, I know we're, we're picking on New York City here, but policy-wise, yeah. this is what should happen. The yes. reason that we have a homeless crisis is because we don't have that. Instead right. of putting them up in no, hotels. No, they said it was a housing crisis. That was the only reason, right? Uh, no. It was, just, it was because, no, because we needed affordable housing. That was the problem. Yeah. Bob. That's yeah. what they said. Which is why we put them it's, in hotels right. and make the price of hotels go up for everybody else. But I digress. Um, no, it, but this is good policy. This happened in the late 70s, the early 80s, where they start, it was wrong to commit people. They put them in group homes. Um, mm -hmm. And then if they didn't get any group homes, they would wait, go somewhere wait, else. Wait, and, wait, then they, wait, and then they left are the you, group you're, homes. you're saying this is a good thing? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying that there's a societal thing that having mental hospitals to take care of people so that they're not on the streets, yeah, is a good thing. Okay, so, so that sounds a whole lot better than having a new policy that where we can go out into the streets and forcibly take you if you say that, no, I don't need any medical care, I'm fine. What, what do they classify as and who are the Gestapo they're sending mm -hmm. out into the streets and saying, we're taking you against your will, come mm -hmm. with us? Mm -hmm. What classifies a mental Ill illness? Wearing a MAGA hat? Uh, it, later, will it be disinformation on the internet because you're just so crazy we have to go and take you off the street? I see what you're saying, but that this kind of scares the crap out of me, especially today in Germany, which is a really weird coincidence that this came out and we're talking about this today. Today in Germany was their national... Uh, National Day of Action Against Hate Speech on the Internet. And what did that I'm sorry, involve? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, National Day of Action Against Hate Speech on the Internet. <laughs> Ger the German police and government were proud of this. Did you see this? No, they said, it was probably oh, all one no. big word put together, because that's German. Yeah. So what that included was over 91 acts of police enforcement going to two people's houses and sometimes taking them in for interrogation yes, yeah. is what it said. Mm -hmm. Basically described the Fourth Reich is mm -hmm. what it described. And I had the same question that I have against for this on then. Like, who is saying what is hate speech? Yeah. How do you classify hate speech? And what gives you the right, because someone said something, mm -hmm. to go and take them in for, uh, to a police station for interrogation? Right. Like, and, this stuff's getting scary to me. I guess that's why I have that reaction. No, no, I'm I just kinda, get it, yeah. starting no. to get freaked out by how much the government thinks that they can do to force people into things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like there's a, there, is, there should be some common ground to be had though because I do agree like I bring back the loony bins right but what is the process for admitting someone against their will because that is a problem but to Rob's point um, there were a lot of people who were you know in these I'm sorry that was a don't call it loony bin that's ableist okay the, I'll say crazy person's ward um, that's, that's better. They right. They were brought in and then they were released onto the streets and now they're just 
Democrats who vote. So we need to do something about that. But to your point, too. Really, really, real quick, go ahead. To your point, too, I mean, in Canada now, they're allowing you to, to have assisted suicide if you have a mental right. disorder. So, right. yeah, right. It, it is slope. different now than it was. But as, as public policy, as long as it's done correctly, the reason we have the crisis that we have now is be, is directly related to mental hospitals being shut down. Yeah, I mean, I'd be mentally ill if I lived in New York City as well. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Mentally ill now. <laughs> oh, um... I'm really, really sad. Uh, I'm actually going to talk about CNN. CNN actually began a long-expected round of layoffs today as uh, the president is trying to trim costs. So they informed CNN employees of cuts in a memo and acknowledged it will be a difficult time for everyone. Well, for everyone in the company, not for everyone. Uh, the memo said it is incredibly hard to say goodbye to any one member of the CNN team, much less many. I recently described this process as a gut punch because I know that it is how it feels for all of us and that layoffs would begin with, quote, a limited number of individuals, largely some of our paid contributors, end quote, as part of a recalibrated reporting strategy. It could not have happened to a more deserving group of people over at CNN. They made their bed, they need to lie in it, enjoy it. They need to go back to being like a global news network, right? Like mm. the, the, the network that had like CN, you know, Iraq you know, footage for the very first mm -hmm. Go back to like, there's mm. that one chick that was in Afghanistan, Kabul, who's awesome. She does a lot of cool, mm. that's what they need to focus on. Yeah. And I think that that's what they're trying to do, especially when they say that the paid contributors, the talking heads um, that have contracts are the first ones to go. Yeah. Bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if that works out for them because I'm pretty sure Americans just don't trust the name CNN at all anymore. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.